Hey there and welcome to Bergos Now, our weekly podcast. My name is Aurelia Rauch and I have two guests with me this week and I'm going to start with Max Mann who's back with me. Hi Max, how are you doing? Hello, thank you very much Aurelia. It's good, good to have you. How are you? Um, Max, what was up this week? Yeah, so actually those weeks right now are very busy for us. So we are in between the um, earnings season right now. So mm -hmm. we really have a look on, on the earnings of uh, different companies from different sectors and it's really busy because it's yeah, one of the major events for us to see like how really the, um, the, the the businesses are reporting their last quarter of the year 2020. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in addition to this, we have also seen some very in interesting things. Um, so there is a kind of retail boom, retail investor boom going on especially in the US. So there are some yeah, smaller investors that organize themselves in um, social medias like Reddit yeah. and then um, invest together in uh, companies with, a, yeah, let's say, smaller or medium um, market capitalization. Yeah. And yeah, their aim is to yeah, increase the, the share price of those companies. Yeah. Even it, maybe it doesn't make sense from a fundamental standpoint. And this is a very interesting um, symptom right now that we see. So a good example is uh, GameStop. It's a retailer for video games, mm -hmm. which was like not really a, um, a darling of the investors in the last couple of years. But uh, with a lot of yeah, small sized retail investors like moving into this uh, stock, we have seen like some inc yeah, incredible share price increase in the last couple of, of, of days and weeks. Fascinating, yeah. yeah and that's somehow an, an issue for some institutional investors or for some hedge funds, yeah. because some hedge funds are like betting against those companies because they believe, okay, the business model is not fit for the future or the, those shares are maybe overvalued. And with this, um, yeah, large increase of those uh, those shares without maybe a fundamental reason. Uh, yeah, some of this hedge fund got into some trouble. <laughs> so it's a very interesting um, symptom we see right now um, in the in, in the capital market. So let me recap this. Reddit is a forum. You just said social media. It's kind of it's been around for a while. It's it's America based. I think it's a U.S. company, um, but it's kind of a chat forum, right? People can organize themselves into different groups and discuss basically any and all topics. So do I get this right? People got together in those Reddit forums and decided to invest in in, in companies together basically too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they organized themselves in, in groups and then they yeah look out for, for companies that they're going to, 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 to push. And then <laughs> because, uh, yeah, a lot of um, retail investors are um, in this forums, in, in the social media. They um, really have the ability to, to to pump up those stock prices. Right. Yeah. And yeah, what we have seen in the last couple of months was also a really a move into uh, from retail investors into the capital markets mm -hmm. because a lot of brokers, for example, um, Robinhood, offer now very low fee trading accounts right, for right. small scale uh, retail investors. Mm -hmm. So actually, um, it allows everyone to to invest even with a large. Uh, portfolio into um, into into the stock market and even uh, lever their position so mm -hmm. they can um, move more size than they 
uh, would uh, be able to refer a normal portfolio. Awesome, Max. Thank you so much. That is so fascinating. And thank you for bringing that to our attention and touching on that. Before we dive into our topic, that is really of primary concern for you guys on the equities team and, and, and portfolio management um, earnings season. So I'm going to pass the mic on, so to say, to my second guest, Thomas Christen. Hi, Thomas. How are you? Hi, Aurelio. Thank you very much uh, for having us. Yeah, we... Uh as Max mentioned, we are in the middle of the earnings season and uh, with this podcast, I would like to focus also on Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, it's an important market for us. Also from from the, uh, let's say, uh, company landscape. And uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, have a deeper dive here. That'd be great. Dive right in if you'd like. So as many of uh, our listeners know, um, yeah, this, the Swiss corporate landscape and here I'm talking about small, medium and also uh, large uh, companies um, have an extremely strong business model and are global, uh, globally active. And these companies, as we see it at the moment, uh, present themselves uh, as extremely solid. Um, and it is remarkable how companies have once again adapted uh, to new circumstances. And uh, yeah, we see that uh, across all uh, industry sectors. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, I mean, Switzerland has with the Swiss franc, one of the world's strongest currencies and has had negative interest rates for almost six years. And this um, does not make it yeah, any easier for, for local companies um, because to be globally competitive uh, over all these years, the Swiss uh, firms have to deliver quality, innovation and entrepreneurship uh, every day. Right. And uh, they have to invent themselves further and further uh, over over the years. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Thomas, looking back, obviously 2020 was quite an extraordinary year and now with earnings seasons we're seeing kind of the end quarter of that come in and you're also looking ahead. Um, if you would take a look back and recap what happened and also how that plays into how you look towards the future, would you mind sharing a few thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, the the actual earnings season uh, focus on uh, on the one hand, on the fourth quarter of 2020, mm -hmm. which we saw quite a strong rebound in the second half of 2020, mm -hmm. but it includes the whole year, uh, which was, yeah, as you mentioned, extra extraordinary. And uh, yeah, we experienced a huge crisis. It was the Corona pandemic and we had regional lockdowns, recessions and uh, yeah, as a result of that, the central banks came with massive liquidity uh, programs uh, to keep this whole system running and to prevent it um, from a total collapse. Mm -hmm, right. And uh, now, as, as we said, uh, these numbers come in and uh, for the equity market, it's also really important what the outlook is. Yeah. So we also have a, a special focus there to see on the one hand, how the companies came through this difficult year 2020, right. but on the other hand, what the outlook is and uh, yeah, what they see um, in further uh, like trends or um, if 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 it's still s uh, so uncertain and uh, yeah. We, we, we still think that uh, we have a close eye on, on the on the management outlook here. 
And as a, as a bottom-up portfolio manager, this uh, current corporate world makes me quite optimistic because many companies have come through the crisis well or have even increased their market share or expanded their margins. Mm-hmm. And this is because, and, and this special uh, situation, yeah, has really led to companies to, uh, yeah, look at their process to maybe uh, further digitalize the business. Uh, automation is a, is a big uh, word which you often hear here. And uh, global networking also was uh, huge or increased hugely. And uh, yeah, I think these topics really uh, accelerate uh, last year. So the companies, uh, yeah, had to adopt to this new environment. And uh, this is confirmed by the current reporting season, uh, which has been underway for almost two weeks now. And it is encouraging uh, what we see for the moment. Great. So very positive outlook. So what does this mean for your daily, for your daily work, Thomas? We think that uh, the bottom-up stock selection and active portfolio management remain very important uh, for the coming years. Yeah. And this is because we have some topics like debt overloads, uh, bad company quality, as an example. And this is all included in the passive market instrument. Mm-hmm. So we want to differentiate between, let's say, um, good positioned companies and some less uh, good positioned ones and then select uh, the best ones especially in Switzerland but also globally and where do you see special opportunities for 2021 we think that it's really important to diversify diversify the portfolio uh, across all sectors and uh, we find good companies across all uh, let's say Uh, market capitalizations Mm -hmm. so it's on the one hand the medium-sized companies but also the the large caps and uh, yeah as mentioned it has to be diversified across sectors like cyclicals financials but also uh, defensive stocks when we look at uh, defensive sectors we find interesting companies in healthcare and pharma because we think that the global megatrends, um, yeah, like the demographic one, mm. has a real impact there. Yeah. And uh, also food companies, which we think um, have some very good uh, market position. When we go further to cyclicals, um, we think that uh, IT, so yeah. technology companies, uh, have a, yeah, a, a huge... Uh, they hugely benefited last year from this trend towards uh, networking, uh, all these online media, um, but also industrial companies, which uh, yeah have a solid business model with recurring revenues, for example, service business, where you have uh, yearly cash flows. And uh, this gives you, especially in this cyclical sector, also some this uh, defensive uh, attributes mm-hmm. so yeah we had this defensive sectors we had the cyclical sectors and last but not least the financials um, where we also uh, see uh, good earnings coming in 
uh, especially on the one hand side, um, these asset managers globally, uh, which have a really strong market position. And uh, yes, we saw uh, huge net inflows in their businesses, yeah. but also investment banking uh, who had, uh, because of this uncertainty last year, huge flows in uh, trades yeah. from the equity side also. Uh, bond side and this was uh, yeah like uh, gave this company really a push and yeah yeah. so positive signals from the financials Uh, we also see as mentioned the healthcare sector uh, which really uh, yeah had a a good year because um, yeah as you know um, you have this vac- vaccine against uh, COVID, uh, which is developed especially uh, in North America, but also in Europe. Mm-hmm. And this company, that yeah, really also delivered very good results. Mm-hmm. As an example, uh, Johnson and Johnson or Novartis here in Switzerland, and uh, yeah. As 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 we said, we are we are quite positive. So the earnings come in. Or in a good way and uh, yeah we also have other sector analysts here um, with Mox who cover the for example the energy sector which also has some really interesting topics awesome Thomas thank you so much for all those details very interesting and indeed Mox looks like you would like to add something yeah thank you very much Aurelia um, yeah as Thomas mentioned I'm also responsible for the energy sector right And yeah, what we see right now in the industry sector is somewhat interesting because 2020 was a year to forget for oil and gas companies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was really um, yeah, a, yeah, not an easy environment for, for them because on the one hand, they had a very um, low or very sharp drop in the oil price in, in March and April last yeah, year. Sure. Mm. And on the other hand, the um, demand for petrochemical products was uh, dampened by mm-hmm. um, yeah, the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, a lot of... Um, Companies reacted by cutting their dividends or actually canceling their dividends, um, cutting investments and increasing their leverage. And so we really focus right now on the um, earnings of the fourth quarter, which will come in the next couple of days, as we are really keen on getting to know how the stabilization in the oil price and the good news regarding uh, the vaccine are manifesting in the earnings of those companies. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is really going to be the focus of um, yeah, the investors. Yeah, and this um, difficult environment um, had also an um, effect on the market capitalization of the overall sector. So, for example, the market capitalization of combined of the five large oil and gas companies, Exxon, Chevron, Total, BP, and Royal Dutch Shell, is smaller than the market capitalization of the U.S. car manufacturer Tesla. Yeah. So this um, yeah signals that. The investor base was not very positive regarding um, yeah, the energy sector in yeah. the last year. But yeah. yeah, let's see how the earnings will, will look like. Interesting. Yeah. And what are you expecting long term? Yeah. So in the long term, there's a totally different challenge. Right. Um, it's the challenge to um, supply the uh, growing um world population with clean energy and Mm. reliable energy Mm. and that's going to be one of the um, main challenges for the overall sector and here we see a very interesting differentiation uh, between the US and Europe so the US all majors are still investing um, heavily into fossil fuels and not really into renewables while the uh, European uh, peers 
are investing heavily into renewable energy. Mm. So they really um, try to focus on um, decreasing their, their carbon footprint. And uh, some of them have actually the aim to uh, be net carbon neutral by 2050. So that's a... Uh, there's a real challenge for oil and gas company, which is like yeah. producing a lot of carbon usually. Of course. And yeah, therefore we have seen some in interesting yeah, activity in the last couple of months. So um, especially European oil majors are pushing really uh, towards the renewable sector. Yeah. Um, they're investing heavily into solar plants, into um, offshore wind farms, for example. And yeah, an example is maybe the... Um, uh, the fact that Total acquired a part of uh, Adani Green Energy, which is one of the, the largest uh, solar producers in the world, in mm -hmm. space in India. Um, yeah, while the Europe, um, American peers are more um, yeah, investing into like complementary business models like other traditional oil and gas companies. Right. So that's a really interesting um, yeah, development we see here. But yeah, for sure in the long term, it's interesting for us uh, as an yeah, an investor, how these uh, renewable projects will, um, how profitable those projects will be and how um, the earnings of those companies will look like in the, in the long term. So, yeah, both in the short as in the long term, the energy sector is somehow interesting and um, we keep a close eye on that. Fantastic. Thank you, Max. That was a very important addition at the end of this and, and, and thanks for making it. Um, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. And we thank you, as always, very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this uh, quite far-reaching episode this time. I hope both of you will be back here soon. Um, we wish you a wonderful weekend, a pleasant and successful week, and we look forward to next Friday when we're back here with Bagos Now. Until then, bye-bye.